0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Loud for both games, as it always is. But I think the Cats fans were really loud uh, the entire game because not only were they cheering on the Cats. They're booing Hunter Dickinson, like, the entire time. Anytime he touches the ball, which I thought was funny, I expected it, but I was surprised at, like, how loud they actually were. And uh, it was a good atmosphere, man. Great game. All 40 minutes were electric. Um, At halftime, I remember walking back to the meeting room. I'm like, man, this is, like, this is an amazing game. I'm happy. Like, I'm just a college basketball fan. Uh, And, you know, I know the Cats didn't – make it out on top, but, um, they, they showed up, they showed up in their first big moment of the season, young team, taking on an experienced Kansas team. You have no seven footers. All your, all three of your seven footers are out and you're going up against the best seven footer best. One of the best big men in the country in Dickinson and the rest of the team showed up. So you got to give them credit. Despite the loss, they could have just went out there and got smoked. Um, I told you last week when we did the pod, I was like, Don't be surprised if Hunter puts thirty on your head or twenty-eight, he ends up getting twenty-seven. So I didn't think he had twenty two rebounds in him as well. Yeah. So that, that that dude was was a man amongst boys a little bit, but um a great game from the Caps too.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird because well, you know, Kentucky almost got Hunter Dickinson in the summer. Um and I think fans really wanted him. I don't think it was just a minor thing. I think Fans really wanted him, and then he picks Kansas over Kentucky, and now you got kind of flipped the narrative of like hating him. And it wasn't hard to hate him, you know. I can we can get into his post game comments too, um, but it's kind of weird. We, we got to see that I think he's might maybe be college basketball's villain this year. Who knows? um we saw him flopping a bunch and don't get me wrong I would have loved to have him on this team but seeing him in another jersey the way he plays it would have been cool for us if he played the way he did on our team because we can bypass a lot of his flaws and stuff that we want to pick at but when we see him on another team uh I'm ready to go all in on him you know he torched Kentucky I think it was like what 27 points 21 22 rebounds so he's at 20 and 20 plus um a monster of a game completely, you know. We knew going in that that was going to be the emphasis of Kansas's offense. You know, without our big men, you got Trey Mitchell down there to hold the ground. He had help from a dude, the arrow, which both of them I thought they played better than to combine with. Than I thought they were going to. I just thought Trey Mitchell was going to get exposed down there, and he he kind of did, but he still held his own. Uh, he played better than I thought, so I, I was impressed with him think We should also talk about a dude, with the arrow. I mean, he was down there helping him at the four position, got his first career double double. I think he had like 13 and nine at halftime. Cal brought him and Reed Shepard to the post game press conference to kind of highlight, you know, the best two players that they had. Uh, dude, with the arrow was just kind of you know, he, he was happy to be there, but he was you could tell the the loss was upsetting him too. So, the dude, with the arrow, I mean, he just had put back dunk after dunk, he had rebounds, he was still on the ball. Um he plays great defense for his, you know, playing at not, in a position that he's not used to. Um, what's your thoughts on how we handled Hunter Dickinson outside of his, you know, pretty nice set line? You know, we did what we could.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it in our earlier pods and really like the first pod of the season, kind of previewing the team and previewing each player. And with Adu, we were like, okay, well, you know, what's his position and, you know, where what's his role? And it kind of felt like, now through these first few games, he kind of has like a similar position as Justin Edwards. And I know we're going to get into his bad night in a little bit, but uh, for a it's kind of like, okay, well, neither of those guys, you know, Edwards and Theo can really like score reliably, but a man, he's crashing. I mean, he's, he gets up, he can jump higher than anybody in the gym. And he was getting up for those putback dunks. Like you mentioned He was also trying, like, to sky up and get rebounds over Hunter Dickinson, which, you know, you're not going to do a little bit. And there were a couple fouls because of that, um, which wasn't the huge deal. They did get in the bonus early, but free throws weren't really a big aspect in this game anyways. It's just Kansas was just, like, getting anything they wanted to in the paint, especially in the second half right after Kentucky got its biggest leader of the game, which I think was 14. Like, around 16 minutes left, um, Kansas dominated the paint. I think they ended up with, like, 42, 44 points in the paint for the whole game. But it felt like that moment in the second half, they got anything they wanted. I mean, the rim was theirs. The paint was theirs. Like, put that Jayhawk logo on it. It was theirs. And – UK had no response down low because Trey, he, you know, bless his heart, he played 39 minutes. It's like the guy's going to get tired, and he did. He's a good player, but he just you, – you like their best lineup is probably going to be with Trey at the small ball five at the end of games or whatever the case may be, but it can't be the whole game. And that's why you just need to get, you know, one of these seven-footers back, Bradshaw preferably, because Uganda and uh, Zonomir could help with, you know, defense a little bit, but Bradshaw could be an extra offensive weapon. We'll see how that all plays out. But at the end of the day, you asked about an Adu, and and I liked it. Uh, six offensive boards is huge. I think two of those tech statistically are offensive boards, but they were just put back dunks, which was dope. So he's a good player, man, and and he earned the right to get those minutes over Justin Edwards, even though they had 31 and 29 minutes, like Edwards was just the no-show, man. And and I like him. I told told you about it last week that I like him a lot, like how fast he is. But he wasn't physical enough, and he you know he shied away from the moment a little bit. DJ did too. You know, not to say they're scared. I'm not gonna call it say anybody's scared, but you could definitely tell like they just weren't ready for the moment. And like Reed was. Reed came off the bench and he he was a baller. He knocked down buckets. Like he made plays on defense. Um, he w- he drove on bigs. You know he was ready to get to the cup. That dude was ready to play, and Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner just weren't quite ready to play.
2: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I definitely don't think they were scared of the moment for sure, but they didn't perform like they should have. Not that that we want, not how we wanted him like they should have. Uh, you know, if they're in our starting crew, they're going to be our core pieces of this team throughout the whole rest of the season and you cannot have that from them in those in big games in, in almost any game because otherwise it's going to be a bad night unless someone else steps up but especially in these big games they've got to be the ones that step up the offense has got to go through them them they've got to get theirs and if they don't you know if, if they if they would have against Kansas that game was ours you know that game would have been won Uh, But with them going, I think there might have been a combined 0 for 10 field goal somewhere right around there. I think they both had one point from like free throws or something like that. Um, but that that is not an option for a successful team and I selfishly was a little mad I I, I made a bet before the game I have picked DJ Wagner to go for more than 10 and a half points I know he hasn't done a whole lot offensive wise outside of one game this year uh in the in the first two games that they've had and I just thought for sure you know this game he's going to be a little bit more selfish with the ball he's going to get more of his touches kind of force a little bit to get it going because they need him to win this game and he left with zero or left with one point I believe and Um, I was pretty I was pretty mad beating myself over that I just thought for sure that was a lock I thought I was going to expose the the betting apps but no that did not happen Uh, but on another note so Kentucky did lose by 5 89 to 84 and I think there are a couple things to point out of how that happened like you said they were up at least 14 at one point and from there on out they just did not finish the rest of that game the last 10 minutes or so that's a ongoing problem. They've had struggles finishing throughout the last few seasons against big opponents. Um, Cal, that was Cal's big message at the end of the game. He's like the, the main thing he just kept hitting on out at any other point he had in the postseason or the post game press conference was I've got to teach this team how to finish. I've got to teach them how to finish through hard games. Um, and I think part of that's because they have such a young team. They don't have that experience to know how, um, I would have hoped that Reeves might've led the way there. Um, but, you know, missed shots, things happen, and you end up losing that game when you should have won it. You had a, a comfortable lead and let that slip. So you can blame it on a lot of things. But I think if you don't take care of business down in crunch time, what do you expect? You know, so tough, tough loss um, against a really good team, number one team in the country uh, as of right now. Um, my thoughts, we can get into this if you feel like if it with a Champions Classic, um Man, I think every year I just got a bad taste about this this kind of thing. Outside of the Maxie against your your Michigan State uh, team, um, other than that, I think they're one and six in their last seven, is what I've heard uh, or what I've seen online. Uh, it seems like every year it's a loss, and that feels like we've got a million of them to Kansas. I think we're two and three against them in this event. Um, then we have that one year against Duke where they just exposed Kentucky. I'm um, not. I, I love this event. I like it. It tips off college basketball. It's got the four. Blue Bloods. I don't know Michigan. I don't know if Michigan State's in there. No offense. Hey to you. man,
1: hold on, hold on <laughs> a sec. Izzo got one too.
2: I forget that's that's your team. Uh, so no shade there, but um, but I love that this tips off college basketball. I just for Kentucky wise, it gives me always gives me a bad feeling in my stomach. I'm never confident in this thing for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what five and eight will do. That's the it's UK's record in this, which is fine. Uh, it really doesn't matter if, when you look at it. If you just look at it from a broad scope and you say, okay, John Calipari recruits freshmen, right? Five star guys. They're young. They're always a young team. It's the first game of the year, basically, second, third game of the year. You'd expect them to probably not have a great record in this thing. Yeah. It makes sense. As long as they're figuring that out by the end and you have a better record in March and you're getting to April, right? So November doesn't matter a lot. When you're not when you're also not producing success in March and April, that's when you start to get nervous, and that's why Cats fans are nervous with Cal. But this team should excite you guys because they got way more talent than any of these recent teams, and we've talked about that on previous pods. But now we saw it against the number one team in the country, and you even got – you know, like a Jordan Burks who came in, gave good minutes. I, I'll i tell you what, Trace, like the plus minus, I it's probably the most overrated stat in college basketball. And Cal even brought it up in the presser. Like Burks had a good plus or minus. Fine. Adu had a horrible plus minus. Yeah. Who cares? Wait, Adu, you could clearly see that. Adu, the arrow, was good to have in the game. When he was on the floor, he gave you great minutes. doesn't matter what that plus minus is because all that's telling you is who's on the other side of the floor. When Hunter Dickinson's not in the game and you come in the game, you're going to have a good plus minus. What does that mean? That just means that you're in when the other player's best player is out. Does that mean that you're bad? Right? So, like, it, it's a horrible step. So, sorry, that's a random tangent. But I do have another hot take for you.
2: Okay.
1: I feel like... I get Antonio Reeves is your best player, your best shooter. If you're trying to win a ball game, right, and you see that one of your guys, and just throw out age, one of them is a perfect three for three from behind the arc. Look confident all game. Reeves looked confident too, hit some big time shots. To me, it just felt like Reed was pretty comfortable. His shot was looking good, he was stepping into him. Mm-hmm. I would have drew it up for Reed. I would have drew up that last play for for Reed. I mean, you 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 get Antonio to have two really good looks. The play before with like what thirty seconds left, whatever. Yeah. He gets the one in the on the wing, a good cross court pass from Reed. I think to Antonio, three no good. You get the board. Trey Mitchell, really good baseline pass to Antonio in the corner for that three, no good. And it's like, this is Antonio Reeves. He's a fantastic shooter. He's your leading scorer, this and that, but one of the best shooters in the country. But when he's not on, it's hard. It's clearly hard for him to break out of those slumps. And he was just kind of in a slump for a little bit. I mean, look at the stats. It just kind of shows you. He was three for 17 from three. He hit that one big three after he uh, he was chirping with Harris. Uh, And they went like nose to nose. And then uh, because Harris hit those two threes and then Antonio hit one right after that was great. It was like, okay, maybe Antonio can like win this game for you. Missed almost every shot after that outside of like a mid range. So I don't know. I just, I liked how Reed was shooting the basketball. I know he's a freshman. It's his fourth, fourth game. I just would have drew it up for Reed because everybody in the building knows that you're drawing it up for Antonio. Because he's your best player, he's the best shooter. It's like it's almost too smart. To it's like it's what's the expression? Like it, it's almost too perfect to make sense or whatever. Whatever the expression is that you want to put in there, you draw it up for Reed. You could get a really good look. Instead, Bill Self give him credit. They were ready. They defended it really well. And then Antonio, you know, they wanted to to get it to him on the wing for a three. Double Hunter steps up. I think it was Hunter that stepped up. He, yeah, he went under, um, and then so Antonio has it. You have you have uh, Trey and Reed on the other sides of the floor with defenders, but then you have a do. Hunter was on a do. Antonio could have just passed it right to a do, and then you kind of have a little three on two. The court's flipped. You have a little three on two advantage there because a do can either drive and then. Hunter's got a crash, he'll probably foul him if he takes it to the rim. Or you or then you you run another action for one of those shooters. Instead, Antonio just throws it over the tray and then a weird thing with Reed. And then Reed throws a bad shot, which was a bad shot, but that at that point he probably thought the, you know, clock was running out. I had to chuck something up. They could have went for a quick two whatever the case may be at the end of the day, it, it didn't go in. I just, I thought there's an, at least an argument to give Reed that last shot there. And yeah, I know Antonio's your closer, whatever. I, I feel like there's no, no one, no one on this team has deserved to be the closer, even though Antonio probably deserves it the most. Nobody's like, okay, this guy has to get your last shot. You just got to feel it. And me it felt like reed was three for three from three point range at that point he probably could have gone four for four i don't know that's my take
2: so that that you made a good point there uh the people i were watching the game with here at home um i was like yeah this is antonio reeves shot of course you give it to him because you know he's the guy now he's not done nothing to prove but i was like he's the guy it's likely to hit this on the most on the team and the people i was with i was like what about reed he's he's not missing three-pointer tonight and i was like that's a good point, but I don't know if I'd give it to him. But then you made the you made the case there for a second. Everybody knows he's going to Reeves. Likely Reeves or one of those guys. They don't. I don't think Reed Shepherd is their first pick of who they thought it was going going to. So I was completely fine with him giving them that shot. Completely fine. Oh, going back and watching the replay, I saw that he was coming off that pick, and I don't think his feet were set all the way. And he does everything right every single time except for that one play. It was. It was a good uh, – I, I liked him taking the shot, but when he was coming off that pick, his feet were still spinning and just was – did not create a straight-up shot for him. So, of course, it turned into a, a bad outcome, which you'd love to have back. But Kentucky – you know, Kentucky, I don't think they should have been in that position anyways. They gave up that late lead and, and let it close, So as they consecutively have done in late big games late in the game. Uh, but before we get to our next se- segment, we're going to have a hard break. Let's go to our sponsors with Rob real quickly.
3: As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners, and the viewers on the Field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, lay odds boosts so
2: download the bet mgm app today michael another thing i wanted to talk about is our guys off the bench i mean we seem like we have such a spark off the bench um i'm not sure i've not gotten to see a whole lot of rest of college basketball but I, i'm pretty confident in the pair that we got of the combo of reed shepard um, and Rob Dillingham right off the bench from the jump. And we've seen that in the last three games, especially in the exhibitions. Those are usually the first guys off the bench. Rob is in that category every single time. He's got to be our sixth, seventh man lockdown for sure, unless he was to advance more than that. Um, I think he went for 18 points. Um, I think that was his season high outside of, you know, the blue-white game, which of course doesn't count. Um, I think that was probably second or third on the team for against Kansas. Um, let's get right into it. What did you think about the Rob Dillingham show? I mean, he he kind of got hot there for a second, didn't he? It
1: was fun, man. It was fun in that arena. And that's what I'm saying, kind of, you know, going back to the thought of the last shot, because it's like in the arena, it just feels a little different. And, like, in the arena, you could tell, like, Reed caught some eyes. It was like he, he played well. Like, he was ready for the moment, even, like, after hitting the sh- – sh- uh, he hit that layup and uh and then kansas called a timeout and then like cal comes up and hugs like reed uh for that timeout. i got like a good shot of it i was like oh wow and then like i could see the ref is just like looking at reed it's like you know the ref you know people were looking at reed it was like he showed up like he was he was ready that's why i thought you know last shot whatever well we'll retire that part but i feel like rob dillingham Another hot take he might be the best player on the team. I mean, uh, clearly, like, he had the opportunity to really go crazy, he got in foul trouble, which was his fault. There were some gambles that he just didn't need to take on defense. Him and DJ both do that. Kals talked about it. Too many gambles on passes trying to steal those turned into a couple extra fouls for Rob. But that blow up was crazy, man. He hit those four threes and span of what like three four minutes i mean it maybe even less i mean it was it was awesome and then he hits a layup before that he had a big layup with just this few minutes in the second half and then he he gets in that foul trouble so and then he takes the worst shot of the game with two minutes left uh, uh it was right in front of us when we were shooting this that baseline he like he tries to do like a couple crossovers little step back into a long two It's like, bro. If we know anything about basketball, it's that why are you taking a long two? That's the last shot you should be taking right now. If you want to chuck up a three, that's fine. You like doing that. You like taking gambles, chucking up shots. Cal said it. As long as he doesn't do five or six dumb shots, if he just keeps it at two or three, well, it got a little higher than that, and that was a bad shot, man. I mean, you could have done a lot more with that possession. I know. I think the clock was winding down, but that it's just a horrible shot.
2: And so what about I the, think those shots like maybe you're from, having the arena going insane just could not miss four straight threes to one of the ugliest shots we've seen in a long time I think that's what you're gonna just gonna get with Rob I mean he I've, I've said this for a while he he thrives in like that AAU ball you know and you, where you can kind of be me ball me ball and if I got the hot hand let me just crush you up and and, and score on you and and get all what I need on the stat sheet and he did when it's working it was beautiful like beautiful and I, I want to hit on that for just a second man I know I'm overreacting on this. I know I am. But after a miserable last few years as a Kentucky fan, and I know that was just four threes. It has no matter in the grand scheme of things. But that was so much fun for just a second. I I wasn't there to hear the crowd. But on TV, I know, again, I'm overreacting. But I've not been that happy watching a, a run of Kentucky basketball in years, it feels and like. And then
1: he makes a great pass to Antonio, and then Antonio hits one. It's um, like he could have just he checked again. Instead, yeah. he makes a great pass. That was sweet too.
2: Yeah. Dude, and I, I don't know that just that moment. I, I just want to selfishly like that moment. I'll take that one. Like, that was so much fun. Just like felt for a second there, Kentucky basketball is back. And I'm not saying they're not, but that moment it felt like Kentucky was dominate their their opponent. Didn't care who they were in front of them. They were dominating them. It was hot. It was fun got To see what Rob Dillingham can can be in his moments, but then, like you just said, that shot that he had later on in the game was just awful. Awful. I thought Cal was going to tear him alive, but you know, Cal's going to give him a little bit more at least, you know, only a couple of them a game, just not five or six. So, again, Rob Dillingham can be our best player in moments, I think, for the success of this team. Uh, I don't know if we want him as option one, but like, again, if he is hot like that, give it to him, give it to him. i let him do his thing until he flares out, in my opinion.
1: And we talked about it before, like being the first guy off the bench, coming off the bench isn't a bad thing here at Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. So he's, if he could be that Devin Booker guy, kind of like, you know, just be lethal, that'd be insane. It would take this team to another level because, you know, the DJ just wasn't, what he didn't have it tonight and last night whenever um you know really all year i i feel like he's been a little disappointing and he'll figure it out you know some guys takes a little bit you know and that's fine as long as he figures it out by sec play you know then that's what's important four points you know one for 12 i didn't even realize he took 12 shots i mean that's like whoa
4: it you know 40, like
1: it. in 25 minutes it's pretty bad um so I I think the best lineup it's gonna depend on the game, right? I'm I think you know until the bigs come back, right now it kind of feels like Reed might your best lineup it might be with Reed in there because of his defense too, and then Rob, um, Antonio, you know, Adu and Trey like maybe Justin and maybe DJ aren't in that. I know it's one game. Justin Edwards, you know. He looked good in the exhibitions. Hasn't looked great in these first few. So, I mean, these guys got to take time, and and the the best lineup's going to change every game probably, which is a beautiful luxury to have. Um, oh, yeah. But I think they'll figure it out. It's just now, it's just kind of a clock until these bigs come back. And who knows? I mean, Cal hasn't said much. All he said is that Aaron's ahead of Ugana. And then we're you and then you're just waiting on on Big Z for the eligibility, which will happen sometime in the next couple of weeks, um, to for that forty five day window that Cal Perry talked about. But um, who knows with Aaron and Uyana? I mean, they could be they might not come back till January. Like, who knows? They're not going to say anything. It'd be nice if they come back in a couple of weeks, but who knows?
2: Yeah, I feel like Aaron Bradshaw. I, I'm coming from under the impression of that he'll be back. I thought quicker than we would think. Cause Cal said, you know, it was kind of a question. Is he going to play in Kansas? I didn't think he'd be ready for Kansas. I'm sure he's not been fully running with the team, all that good stuff he's behind on that, but there it seemed at least, you know, as much as you believe what Cal says, uh, it, it seemed like there was a chance. Like, it was just like, is he going to play in this game and I'd just wait for Cal to say no. And he said no, but then, you know, how kids do with social media. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw was, he put like a cryptic message on his Instagram story, like we back or something like that. And it, it, for a split second, it looked like is he gonna like try to play a couple minutes in this game. So I think I'm wondering from my angle of it. I feel like Bradshaw will be back soon. I don't know anything. That's just a guess. Um, and of course, I think he'll be the first one back. We gotta wait on the Z stuff. I I I just I, I could in a nice way I could care less about Ugo. Um, I mean I'll take we'll take him, but he's like the last man on the totem pole because we just he's not proven himself. He's got he's not expected to be back late to the year. My mind is just wrapped around of we'll take him when we get when we get him, and I I expect it to be late in the year. But who knows? I'm just just guessing here.
1: At the end of the day, you really want Aaron, you know, yeah. because we know how talented he is and. As I said, the other two bigs aren't really going to score. But to be honest, you don't need scoring from any of them. You kind of just need them to be there and, you know, throw a body at another big. Because, you know, they got they got Baycott. You know, Armando Baycott is good. And they're going to face him in less than a month down in Atlanta. And I know he's not seven foot, but he's a really good rebounder. He's a big body. He's got a lot of experience, just like Hunter. Is Trey Mitchell going to have to – Play another 39 minutes to guard him it's like that's not a recipe for success for any big and all of college basketball to only sit for like 50 seconds i mean trey actually played like 39 10 that's too much and it's just not gonna you know be a recipe for success um you know in some big, big games
2: yeah the difference with the big men versus the guard i mean if you sit there and watch the big men are down there fighting the whole time getting the feet position they're not just standing out passing the ball at the three they are working their asses off so for them to play 30 not for him to play 39 minutes versus like a guard playing 39 minutes it's two different games so that's a good point that you bring up 39 minutes for a big man's not what you want at all
1: and he's doing well i mean he had a good start He knocked down that three uh because they hunter just like didn't like there was no respect there hunter just sagged way off and uh yeah, I, I could even see while I was shooting at, like, Rob's face. He was like, really? And then just throws it right to uh, Trey, and Trey buried it. I was like, you're really leaving that guy open? Like, he's not a regular big that, like, clearly can't shoot. Like, Trey's clearly proven that he can knock down three. So I was a little surprised at that, and I was a little surprised that they didn't, you know, give him another look from three. That was just only three. He was only two for four. I know he had a lot of responsibility. So, and, you know, there's only one basketball. Uh, these guys were chuck. i mean 76 shots is just crazy and like 38 38 threes that's the most that a cal team has ever shot wow. uh, in terms of threes and it might be for field goals too it's got to be up there because 76 shots a lot of shots
2: i didn't realize it was that much um so like you just said you were right there under the goal shooting the game so you got to see up close trey mitchell fighting for his life against hunter dickinson Um, Do you have any takeaways of you seeing that right there that the camera just can't pick up on TV of him? Was he was he really struggling as bad as we thought or was he holding his own as much as he possibly could? Or what was that like being right there closer than anyone?
1: Yeah, I mean, he he struggled, but really a lot of guys would have struggled. Yeah, they were able to cover it up because they crashed. I mean, all the all the guards would crash right when Hunter got it. um, You know, a dude would crash uh Justin McCrash you know DJ whatever it was they were trying they were feeding you know they were trying to get Hunter a lot of looks in that first half they were even like trying too hard some of those passes were like hitting the rim like with those those inlet passes um and it was like wow they're forcing the ball to Hunter right now as they should right he's a national player of the year candidate and um he deserves it but it I thought the defense played pretty well on that. And then Kansas kind of made an adjustment and just kind of ditched it. They didn't like feed Hunter as much. They switched to more pick and rolls and the UK just could not guard the pick and roll whatsoever. I mean that there were like four or five alley-oops off pick and rolls, just like uncontested, just like huge alley-oops that got the the Kansas crowd back in it. And then um, you had Harris like, Barry triples and like Edwards, man, I, like, I don't know what the scouting report was because Edwards sagged off like multiple times, given Harris wide open threes. It's like, guys, Kansas doesn't have shooters like that. I mean, like Grady Day cannot uh, like they, they don't have a whole like five of shooters like they used to like Hunter showed that he could hit one. And then it was just Harris. And that's it. I mean, like Adams Oh, for one, like the McCullers, like, we knew these guys can't shoot besides, I guess, like, Timberlake can shoot, but mm-hmm. didn't do it. Braun, maybe. Um, like, nobody was shooting besides Harris. Like, play up on Harris. Let the other guys kill you. There was one, they swung it around um, in that second half, and Edwards, like, it was It was just, uh, it was like a bad rotation, and it was Adams or somebody, Jackson, maybe, in the corner and Harris gets it on the wing and Edwards is like already anticipating the pass to the corner and just darts right to the corner and leaves Harris wide open it's like no you got to respect Harris you got to make Harris pass that up that should have been scouting so that's a little bit coaching too and just the players not realizing the flow of the game being like there's only two guys right now that are actually like getting buckets and that's Harris and Dickinson Those are the only guys that can, like, go out there and get a bucket on their own. Lock in on them. Make the other guys beat you. And they just didn't. They let the paint wide open. And, like, the crowd erupted with all those dunks. And even not just the dunks. Like, Hunter, they gave it to Trey. It was one of the few times it was Hunter-Trey one-on-one. Like, they didn't send help. And, like, Hunter spun baseline. And it was just, like, a gimme late in the game. So, yeah, Trey struggled. Anyone would have struggled. They did a good job crashing early, and the adjustments just weren't weren't quite there.
2: Yeah, that Justin Edwards play that you're talking about, where oh, Harris faked him out. There, they put a slow motion video of that right up on it, like completely spotlighted it on the TV broadcast. Um, and you think, you know, he's the guy that's having the hot hand. Why, you know, take your chances, guard him. Don't just think he's going to pass it. let the other guy take a chance. This guy went for 25 plus and he's averaging like a point or two a game. Um, he had the hot hand. He's clearly the guy that you need to take your chances with. So that was another mistake, you know, freshman learning, learning. But, you know, you've got to try not to have limited of these mistakes if you're going to win these big games. Yeah, that's funny
1: that they showcased that. I I want to go back and watch the broadcast because it's just different when you're like, as you know, and producer Tim knows, you know, it's just different down there on the floor. You you see more, but you also don't see some stuff. So I want to go back and watch the broadcast. Um, but just like, you know, to wrap it up, I, I'm, I'm impressed with the team. I think they're good. They could have got smoked by like 20 and there would have been no excuses. Right. You're down a big. You played the best big in the country. Number one team. They fought, as Cal said. Um, they look good, man. You know, I'm not a UK fan. I'm just covering this team, but I do like this team. They're fun to watch. Uh, they're way more fun to watch than the last two years. So, um, you know, I'm excited. I think they're going to grow a lot. They'll be ready by SEC play. But uh, Miami's not an easy game. You know, that's the next big one in a couple weeks, and then you got North Carolina. So, they gotta they gotta grow up quick.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely leaving this game optimistic as can be. Like, I, I'm really excited about this team. I, I did not expect us to win this uh, kind of at the day of the game. I started to talk myself into it. I think we definitely could have, but I wasn't predicting it. Um, and then you got to think about Kentucky had no height. They had the National Player of the Year candidate, Hunter Dickinson. They, they were going to get exposed down low if everything went just right to the plan. Um, I thought the way we beat them was with our guard play. Then you add on top of that our two two of our – our best guards, Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner were a no-show. So you add that to the scenario. Then their guy that you don't expect to be a factor, Dewan Harris, went for a 25 plus. You add that on top of that and Kentucky still had a chance to win this game. After all that being said, Kentucky could have lost, like you said, 15, 20 points and they didn't. They had a, they were up 14 at one point. I think a couple of things real quickly just go into that is, you know, they would have went halftime double digits if Hunter, Dixon didn't have it. Hit that buzzer beater right before half to cut it down to like seven or eight. They started the game off down nine to zero, if I'm not mistaken. And then I think the last uh, few minutes they went on like eleven to one or eleven to three run. So like that middle beginning of the end, Kansas just you know those that's probably it, seven or eight minutes total of basketball that Kentucky just kind of just collapsed on. And you know that's just a small chunk of the game, man. They could have won that game with all about uh, everything that I just said that played into it. They still could have won that game. So I definitely think this is a good team. Um, you just got to learn how to finish. You got to have for some of the expectations from your starters and your and your core players if to play the way they should. Um, and I just, you know, on to the next one. What can you do? It's the number one team. Um, they fought their asses off. They had a chance to win that. They probably should have, but they didn't. So what can you do? They lost by five.
1: They'll, uh, they'll get a good one on Friday, just cruise, cruise the little thirty point win, and uh, you know, get them get their feedback on it, and they'll be fine.
2: yeah, hopefully, hopefully in these smaller games that are coming up while they're getting prepared for Miami, We see. I want to see a little bit more aggression from DJ Wagner, Um, Justin Edwards too. I mean, he's had plenty of aggression, but like we need to see it on the stat sheet from the guys who need to be scoring and not just rely on uh, a spark off the bench, a dude, the arrow coming off the bench to have a a great night, Reed having three threes to make this game close. I don't know. I just, I want to see a little bit more aggression of the guys that should be playing well, Uh, but we'll see it. It's early freshmen, three games down. we got plenty of time, man.
1: It'll be fun, man! Champions Classic always fun, though. I don't, I, whatever you say, you know. If if it's not good for UK, it, but I love it, man. It's a great event. Uh, that was my fourth time covering it uh, in person. Great event, man! College basketball's back. Feels good. Yes,
2: yeah, sir. So, so we'll be back uh, next week sometime. We're gonna probably recap stone i think they play stonehill i don't know if there's another game between that but we'll we'll be back at this next week and uh hope you all listen check out michael and his work with fox 56 we'll be on the field of 68 network CatsCoverage.com, um doing our thing thanks for supporting us you know we got to kind of stand up for kentucky uh, with this basketball podcast so we're going to do the best that we can but we won't be homers at least i'll try not to be we'll try to be fair and honest and assert things as they come but uh michael again last words for you man
1: that, man, just got, got to keep grinding. But uh I like this team. They're a good team. And the freshmen are going to shine. I just got to see Rob, like, take over a few more games. And um that dude is special. That That dude, you know, is lottery. Lottery for sure. Could be high lottery.
2: Maybe so, man. Who knows? He's, re- we'll out, he's just
1: got to reel it in, grow up a little bit, figure out the flow of the game, take less gambles. But that's part of his game, as you said. So he's a fun player, man.